Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 234. Hey, my Richers, I'm Hayut, and I'm thrilled to be here like every Monday. The best advice of my guest today, Vekran Charuya, was start small, think big. One of the mistakes I made when I started with my first business was doing the complete opposite. I was starting big and thinking small. I got some loans from my relatives, my seniors, my friends, and started a business that hired a bunch of employees. I made so many mistakes, and within six months, I had completely run out of money. I was 18 at the time. With my current business, I started very, very small. It was a one-person company, and only when I began to see the opportunity, I hire employees one by one. Now we have more than 40 people in the company and more than a thousand freelance partners. Let's hear the amazing story of Vekran Charuya, the entrepreneur behind bestsellingbook.com. Vekran Charuya is a CEO and founder of bestsellingbook.com. He is also the author of two bestsellers, P-O-W-E-R, The Success Mantra, and How to Write a Bestseller, Become a Bestselling Author, Attract High-Value Clients, and Skyrocket Your Authority. Vekran is the most viewed author for ebook publishing on Quora, and is recognized by the National Academy of Bestselling Authors. Vekran Sharia, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hey, Ayut. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I believe this is going to be like a great fun conversation. So looking forward to it. <laughs> thank you. I'm sure it would. And I'm very happy that you are here. I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now. And I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today and where are you heading? Sure. I'm in a book publishing industry where I help entrepreneurs, coaches, thought leaders who have amazing ideas, message, stories to share with the world in the form of a book, but they really don't have the time or skill set to write a book. So what we do is we help them turn their ideas into a best-selling book with our done-for-you book writing and publishing and marketing services, and uh, we take the ideas and turn it into a best-selling book in just 90 uh, to 180 days. So this is what we do, and talking about where we are heading. So currently, we have uh, an expertise to uh, make our clients get bestseller on Amazon, Wall Street, US Today. Uh, but within a year or within two years, we'll also be having our services where We'll also be helping our clients uh, become New York Times bestseller as well. Wow. Sounds terrific. We did have two other book publishers in the past. And it's so great to meet you and to hear different perspectives regarding 
book publishing because I believe quite a lot of our listeners either already want or will think of publishing a book. Tell me a bit about your career. How did you start? How did you come to this idea? What was your career path? Sure. So my career path was very, very long. It means uh, I don't want to be explaining all my stories, ups and downs over here, but I'll try to uh, just share the major incidents which happened in my life, which through which I decided to choose this path or choose this career. So uh, 11 to 12 years ago, when my dad asked me, like I was, I just graduated from my high school mm-hmm. and my dad asked me, what do you want to become in your life? And at that point, I had no idea, no hmm. clue. I was just, I was 16 or 17 something. And uh, I had no vision at all for myself, what I'll be doing. I was just trying to enjoy my life. And when, I, when my dad asked me, uh, I didn't want to sound a dumb kid. Mm-hmm. So uh, just because all of my friends and peers, uh, they were taking admission in an engineering colleges. So I told him that I want to become an engineer. Okay. And the place where I come from, like it is, like I, I come from India. Mm-hmm. And at that time, of course, there's still that kind of a mentality. Like if you're a doc, if you're not a doctor or engineer over here, people think that you are a failure. Okay. So, um, so that was also one of the reason I told him that I'll be an entrepreneur. And my dad thought that I'm a ser- I'm serious about my career and in my of and my life. So he sold his land to wow. uh, get my admission in an engineering college. And now. He got my admission in engineering college after selling after selling his land. Here I was in another city, not at all liking all the lectures. Like it was very theoretical. Mm-hmm. I was not at not at all enjoying it. Although I was making some new friends, the social life was good. But the when I was seeing the my career path, I was not at all happy with that. So um, one and a half years passed, and of course I discovered. Uh, the self-help section in my college library. And there, one day I found this book by Robert Kiyosaki called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I read that book. And the very same day, I decided to do something of my own. And the very same day, I also dropped out of the college. And okay. uh, so I dropped out and I started looking for a business idea. Within a few months, I got a business idea. I took some loans from my my relatives, my seniors, my friends, and started that business. Hired a bunch of employees, made so many mistakes. And within six months, I completely ran out of money. And I was 18 at that time. And uh, okay. I had to shut down that company because I now had no money at all to pay my employees. So um, here I was uh, living in a single room apartment financially debt at the age of 18, uh, not able to pay my rent, not able to pay my electricity. Um, I was here with a broken laptop with a 2G internet speed, searching online how to make online with zero investment because I had no money. And uh, then I discovered self-publishing. So uh, this is the first introduction of me with the self-publishing or book writing or publishing uh, I got to know that I could write books, publish books, and make some money out of it. And at that time, it was very essential for me because my landlord used to call me every day 
that when I'm going to pay my three or four months of rent, which I didn't pay yet. So, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, like I started writing book and the first book which I wrote was in just 21 days. In 21 days, I wrote the book. Uh, my girlfriend back then, she was very good at academics. So she did some proofreading and she was able to make sure that the book is error free. I published that book. By the way, now she's my wife. So ah, that's good. <laughs> so I published that book, um, and the f- in the first month I made around twenty seven dollars from that book in the book's reality, and it was kind of a world for me because it was the first money I made online. And uh, okay, I still remember that at uh, midnight I was jumping on my bed because I saw that I have earned something, and uh, now I was seeing some path. So I wrote another book in just three days, published that book. This time wow. I also did some marketing. Uh, and this month I made around $440. So, uh, But what do you mean I wrote a book? What did you write the books about? So that time, like I wrote books under my pen name, it was about real estate. It was okay. Uh, the, both of those books, which I published in just two months, it was about real estate, nonfiction books. Okay. Yeah. When I discovered that exactly how the process works, so there were so many of so many of my friends uh, who were entrepreneurs in my Facebook friend list. They started reaching out to me because, like, I was posting on my first Facebook about uh, my book. So they started reaching out to me, like, "Hey, like, I also want to become an author. How do you write the book?" So I started offering them coaching for that, right? And I also added a coaching fees in that. So I started making some money from that as well. And within one year, I launched dozens of courses, ebooks, and also helped thousands of students with my courses and coaching programs. And um, things started when, uh, like uh, some of those people who were entrepreneurs, professionals, they mentioned to me like, hey, like, your coaching is good, but we really don't have the time to write the book. Can you help me do that? So then I got this idea and I also did some research and found that there are so many people out there who want to write a book, but really don't have the time. So then I assembled a team of writers, editors, publishers, marketers, and created this done for you publishing company. And uh, this company is incorporated in states now, right? And Okay. Wow. In the States? Yep. In the United States, uh, almost all of our clients, they are from United States. All the writers, editors, they are... From like we have thousands of angel writers and editors wow. in our in the states like who work with us and um, so yep, like this is the journey this is how I started this company. Wow, it sounds like you know like a fairy tale. <laughs> yes. Very interesting story. How many books are you publishing yearly today? So yearly, like we are publishing around one hundred, like over more than one hundred books uh, for our clients. Wow, impressive. And uh, you're an entrepreneur yourself. Yeah. And I want to ask you, what would be your best advice to any entrepreneur that listen to us right now? So uh, my simple advice would be, start small, think big. Hmm. And, uh, so one of the mistakes which I made when I just started out as an entrepreneur was, I was doing completely opposite. I was starting big and thinking small so uh this is like a huge difference because most of the people like they 
just want to launch a company. So one of the mistakes which I made was within just first week of my company, I made it. A, I hired seven new employees. I was 18, and wow. all of these employees they were uh, in 40s. So there was a kind of a generation gap as well. But at the same time, I was not able to manage them. I also didn't had the clarity enough that what would be my business, how exactly I'll be serving those people, those my customers. So this is kind of a um, knowledge gap and the market understanding gap, which I had. And I hired really fast, wanting to do something really, really quick. quick. So then in my second business, of course, the, the current business, like I started very, very small. I started with just one single person as a company. And when I started seeing the opportunities, I started hiring people one by one. And now we have around more than 40 people uh, in the company, like on payroll. And there are more than thousands wow. of angel writers who work with us as a partners or collaborators. Like whenever a new project comes, like we, we help, uh, they help us in helping our clients write their book and publish the book. So uh, this is my simple advice, like starting very small. But thinking very big is the key to success. Love that. Beautiful advice. You have a lot of successes. We already heard about it and we will hear about it again in a minute. But I want to ask you, what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers? The one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most? So. Uh... Actually, I didn't had one. I had so many. <laughs> they were like okay. uh, maybe. And you talked about them, but give me the main one. Okay, so. Um, With customers. Yeah, so uh, when I was in a very initial time of the company, when uh, I was helping people, when I started helping them with done for you services, then um, there was kind of a expectations gap means uh, initially just because i was kind of a desperate to like uh, get new clients so i was trying to accept all of the clients which i was getting but mm -hmm. i i got to know in the process that it is really important for you to also say no to clients that no like i can't do that like we are not an ideal fit to work with each other so there was one of our client and it was very difficult like of course he paid us right and he needed some kind of a services which we couldn't offer and we we could offer but of course like he had some kind of a different expectation so what we do is we help our clients become bestseller but he had this expectation that he will be selling millions of copies of his book and he thought we will be doing that what we do is we take care of the launch of the book for one or two months like we start we do the marketing, we do the promotion, and we do the sales. But he was expecting, uh, and there was a kind of a communication gap as well, which I had. We mentioned something, and he interpreted something else. And he, when we delivered exactly what we had promised, uh, then he started saying that, like, hey, like, we, I really need to sell millions of copies of the book. You haven't delivered it. Like, he also started um, complaining, and he was also using some bad words, right? So it was kind of a very difficult situation for me, for my team as well. And uh, I had to take the uh, tough decision. I had to refund him the money 
uh, the entire money, even though like we helped him write the book, publish the book. But just because I didn't want to had some kind of a negative reviews, so sure. I had to refund him the money. But the thing is, I learned with the process, and that's why whenever a new client comes, like we send them a proposal, and in the proposal itself, there's a specific contract where it is clearly mentioned what they can expect from us and what we can expect from them. It is clearly mentioned in the legal terms as well. And we don't start working together unless they sign and we sign that contract or proposal. And then basically we have a clear expectation from each other. So this is the kind of like, of course, whenever we start as an entrepreneur, it's also important to have legal thing ready and uh, initially, of course, you don't need like bunch of papers for or legal documents. You can just hire someone from Upwork or some kind of a attorney or something who can just prepare like set of document, maybe just one or two pages where it is going to be clearly mentioned that what the client can expect and never to start on, on any project uh, until they sign the, the contract or pro proposal. Because of course, eventually, like it is like, not that you are just after the money of one client. Like you, if you really want to stay in the business for a long game, then you have to think bigger. Like you uh, sure. have to like make sure that you don't have any negative reviews as well. So, yep, these are the things. And you want happy customers. So, uh, exactly. of course. Yep, definitely. And now I would like you to tell us the story of your greatest, most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something you did right about approaching your customers? Okay. So uh, there was one of our client. He, um, so of course, like there are so many, again, there are so many examples. There are so many case studies, but there was one of our client. He's a doctor by profession. And uh, he came to us like three or four years ago. And uh, he offers a physical product. And by this point, I thought that writing a book could help people who are in the information industries, like people who are speakers or coaches, experts, people like who have some kind of a message and story to share. But mm -hmm. this entrepreneur came to us and he has some kind of a physical product, like a physical store where he used to offer natural solution of curing diabetes, right? Okay. And uh, it is a kind of an alternative to insulin. Okay. okay. And uh, he wanted to write a book to promote his product. It was kind of a natural pills inside some kind of a packaging. And he wanted to promote this, um, his products. So we, of course, like I was not sure whether this could help him grow his business or not. So he, we, we wrote the book for him, published the book, made it bestseller and all of these things. And after six months, when I get connected to that client, he mentioned that he was able to use that book to get on hundreds of podcasts, got on so many television shows, wow. and also was able to double his business within just six months just using his best-selling book. So wow. it was kind of a very, very great and happy uh, experience for me, for my, for our team, like who worked on his project because it was kind of a very big accomplishment like we what we are doing is like we are not only helping our clients we are also helping those readers who are reading the books of our clients so it was it is kind of a two-way help right we are, we are helping our clients 
writing the book and the readers who are reading the book, they are also getting their life transformed reading those books. So hmm. this is very special to us. Beautiful story. What a nice story. Vikrant, can you recommend the best, most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer-focused marketing or sales? However, I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that really works for you and might help other entrepreneurs as well. Got it. See, like, uh, the thing we need to understand is it is not about the tool. It is how you use the tool, right? right. So it is really important. So one of the best way to regenerate uh, most of our clients, it is by LinkedIn Sales Navigator, right? Hmm. And, uh, and of course, like, we get most of our customers, like 70 to 75% of our customers from LinkedIn. And we have so many of our author associates like who identify like who are the right people and then we reach out to them. So one of the problems with doing the LinkedIn outreach is, you know, like nowadays people are just spamming people. They are just mm -hmm. getting their LinkedIn profile. They are just pitching them about exactly, oh, like, hey, like this is what we offer. Hey, do you want to book a call? But mm -hmm. <laughs> this is the problem due to which they are not getting the results. What I have seen, and this is uh, recently, like several, a few months ago, we discovered this tool, which helps us create personalized outreach. Uh, there's a tool out there called warmer.ai. What it does is uh, you just have to simply uh, copy and paste the LinkedIn profile link of any person and paste it in warmer.ai and hit enter. And within, usually within four to five seconds, it creates uh, maybe dozens of personalized outreach, two or three lines message, right? Now, what it mm -hmm. does is it helps you distinguish yourself from other people. Like this AI, this artificial intelligence software, it actually creates uh, like some kind of a trust building. Like you are not just, pitching them you like this create some they they use the artificial intelligence or some kind of a uh, technology to find the some personal thing about them and create one to two line message for them so in your outreach like what we do is like we uh, whenever we reach out like we just say, say like hey john and then there comes like a two or three line personalized message and then we talk about hey like hey have you ever thought of writing a book so what it does it actually uh help us distinguish ourselves from other people like who are just pitching them and they find that like we have done some kind of a research on them so um so yeah like just using sales navigator and using it effectively is uh one of the things which which I would recommend in terms of technology software. And uh, you recommend to add warmer.ai as yep. well? Yeah, it is because, of course, nowadays, as you know, like Sales Navigator or LinkedIn, it is getting very strict day by day. Uh, mm -hmm. Like several years ago, you could use, maybe you could send 500 in-mails or 500 connections requests every day. But now it is it has limited the thing like you can now just send maybe 20, 25 connection requests every day. 
and just uh, maybe 50 or 40 in meals every day. So now you are restricted. You have to reach out to only very limited people. So doing the proper research on who are the right people and then also using the right way means uh, not just pitching them, not just spamming them, using the right way, like also appreciating them and also using some kind of tool like warmer.ai to create personalized. So if you don't want to invest in warmer.ai, that is fine. But exploring their LinkedIn profile, finding that what is, uh, what's something special about them and then also appreciating them, or kind of giving them a genuine compliment, that's going to, that will work, right? Other, like, otherwise, if even if out of 20 people, if 10 people will just mention that like this person is a spammer or something, then LinkedIn is going to block you. Sure. So sure. again, you have to think long term. You have to also safeguard your LinkedIn account and also safeguard your business. So that's why it is important. Sure. Love that advice. Using LinkedIn for business is another advice that not enough people are aware of. We still see a lot of entrepreneurs that don't use LinkedIn as a major tool. And uh, I think today you can't neglect LinkedIn anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I do believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really helps us succeed. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? I would say one of the key factors like which helped me kept on moving was persistence. So uh, there were so many times like when I was not at all wanting to work as well because I didn't have the money left. My family was not supporting. There was no one in my, like, of course, my wife, initially she was my girlfriend. Like now she was only the only one who was supporting me. Uh, mm-hmm. But like it was very challenging for me because my, my just because uh, when I told my dad that I have dropped out of the college, he didn't talk to me for one and a half years. So so it was kind of a very difficult situation for me. My first business failed. I had no money at all. And even when I started my second business, there were so many ups and downs. Still, of course, like just because it is a business, like some months are really great. Some months are neutral. Some months are bad. So, you know, like mm. this, this, this is the entrepreneurial journey. But the thing is like, you need to accept it. Like if you have chosen this path, then you can really expect to have so many ups and downs, a kind of a roller coaster ride as well. So you have to prepare for everything, uh, positive, negative, everything. Okay. And uh, for that, like you have to just keep on moving, whether you just take one step, even if it is a very slightly tiny step, that is fine. But just taking that one step is going to really help you keep moving. And also remembering why exactly did you start in the first place? Why exactly did you choose this path in the first place? It is also an important place. It is really an important way to keep on persisting, keep on having that zeal that you have to you have to be in the path. And of course, don't worry about what's going to happen. Don't worry about what will happen, whether it is going to be good, whether it's going to be bad. Just keep on moving. So this is going to be one advice, or you can say like if you will, one personality personality trait which can really help entrepreneurs perform really great things in in their life or business. Hmm. 
And my final question, my final question is no mountain question. And as my listeners already know, I've been imagining this journey of entrepreneurship as climbing a mountain. Step after step after step, and then when you reach the peak, usually you are looking to climb another peak, and sometimes you need to go down in order to reach the peak. And at some point, I started to ask my guests, and that's what I'm asking you, whether you ever climbed a mountain or wished to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? <laughs> and at first, I meant physical mountains, literally a mountain. But today, I allow anyone to take it to the metaphor as well. Got it. So first of all, I'm not kind of a mountain person. I'm a beach guy. But still, like mm. uh, three, <laughs> three years ago, like uh, um, I shifted to a new city with my, after my wedding with my wife. It's a really beautiful place. We are surrounded by mountains and rivers. It's a beautiful weather over here. Uh, throughout the year, like it is a neutral weather, not not too much hot and too much cold. So it's a neutral weather. Like we really enjoy it over here. And I've also done some some hikings, right? Although I don't like that much, but still like I've mm-hmm. gone to hikings with my friends, with my wife. And just because like, of course, you, you go with a friend, like you make, uh, you are enjoying the company. So I also enjoy mountains as well. And when, of course, whenever you reach the destination, when you see the view, it is a really great feeling, right? Now, talking about uh, the journey, the entrepreneurial journey, like, of course, if you go with the metaphor, I also see this entrepreneurial journey as a journey uh, on towards climbing a mountain. So, um, and of course, there are some things like which, of course, you do whenever you climb the mountain. The first of all, like whenever you uh, go and prepare to go to the mountain, like you always get yourself ready. You always prepare your bag, take the tents, take the water bottles, take some foods, right? You, you like carry your bag and of course, like you prepare yourself for that like anything could happen you have to like when you're going to hacking so same in the business as well like you have to prepare yourself you have to have uh some first of all having that kind of a strength that kind of a mental persistence uh in in yourself which is going to make yourself sustain on that journey so first of all like whether you are going on a mountain or an entrepreneurial journey you have to always prepare yourself the second is like whenever you go over there, you have to understand that you are going into that path knowing that the journey is could be good, the journey could be bad, but the thing is you have to enjoy the thing. Sometimes maybe when you are going, rains could come, right? Like raining, like you have to be prepared for that. that that's going to help you with that. But the thing is you have to prepare for anything. Some animals could come, uh, snakes will be there, maybe rains could come so anything like you have to understand that anything could could happen but you have to keep on going keep on moving same in our, in the mm-hmm. entrepreneurial journey as well like anything could come maybe you will go bankrupt you will have no money left maybe some of your really great employees could leave maybe uh, your relationships could suffer so anything would be there so you have to get yourself mentally prepared for that now whenever you go on the mountain like uh, you can't just keep on going in just like of course when you decided that okay like i want to go on the peak you can't just go once in a while like you you'll just complete the entire journey in once one shot 
like you have mm-hmm. to list somewhere where you have to like uh, somewhere like hike right you have to enjoy the view as well right like there could be some different milestones as well so in the entrepreneurial mm-hmm. journey as well like whenever you're going you don't have to say, of course you will always start with a maybe three years goal five years goal but don't get upset like if you're not achieving the goal start having small milestones and whenever you achieve those small milestones like be happy right and also take some rest take some vacation take some time off uh, from your business also whenever you go to the mountains or hiking uh, it is really great fun when you are having when you are having some great partners or great uh, companionships or great friends or family members same again in the entrepreneurial journey as well if you have a great maybe a spouse or friends or partners like who are supporting you in the journey that could be a great fun mm-hmm. so there are so many similarities between the journey to mm-hmm. for hiking or mountains or also in the entrepreneurial journey so yep i um, really think like they are kind of a same journey <laughs> love that now I want you to tell us what is the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch. Sure. I believe that there are going to be two types of people who would be listening to your episodes or podcast. First, people like who want to write a book and publish a book and market a book, but really don't have the time or skill set to write a book. So they can simply hire us. They can simply go to bestsellingbook.com. They are... hundreds and hundreds of testimonials and case studies on their website they can explore that and if they will be convinced then they can simply schedule a call with one of our author strategist right by going to bestsellingbook.com/call and they will of course take them to the next step um also there could be people in listening to your uh, episodes or podcast who don't have the uh financial resources right so if mm-hmm. people have the financial resources they can simply hire us and we will be doing all of these things for them but if they don't have the financial resources and they want to write the book themselves i have created a checklist which we use for our clients and uh, which explains which has all of those details like which they need all the milestones right which can take their book idea and turn it into a best selling book right with detailed blueprint which explains how to use that checklist so they can simply go to bestsellingbook.com/checklist and they can download this checklist for free and they can download it print it out paste it on the wall and this is going to make the entire publishing journey very very easy so yep these are my tips and resources for your listeners fantastic Vikrant I would like to thank you so much for being here today it has been a very interesting story your story is very interesting and I enjoyed your advice and just thank you it has been a pleasure thank you so much you it was an amazing talking to you today hmm. thank you and take care take care bye bye and for you our listeners until the next time it all goes down to this you either reach or miss keep reaching your goals and vision bye thank you for listening to the reach or miss show the podcast for the customer focused entrepreneur you can find all the information links and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website reachormiss.com see you next week